it's here. It's here. I think we will look back at 2023 as the year in which the realities of climate change really came home to roost. The year in which, for a lot of Kiwis, it all went from being, you know, a bit theoretical to being on the front doorstep or the basement or the downstairs bedrooms or pouring down the walls. Sure, droughts have been a bit more frequent. Um, Coromandel and Westport have been flooding. The glaciers in the South Island have been retreating for years and the Ruapehu ski fields have had a terribly lean few winters. But the weather events of the last few weeks, I think, have clarified our new reality. You know, it's funny, um, policymakers talk about two different responses to climate change. eh? They talk about mitigation and they talk about adaptation. Now, we obviously haven't mitigated. We all know that. You know, for all the UN conferences and the the lofty speeches, the pledges and all the international carbon credits, globally, we haven't reduced our emissions in a meaningful way. In New Zealand, we've barely reduced them at all. You know, it was only a couple of days before last month's floods that the new Prime Minister extended the fuel excise tax cut yet again. But actually, I think, I reckon that I reckon the greater realization for more Kiwis this week is that we haven't adapted for climate change either. We were woefully unprepared for a storm of Gabrielle's strength. Roads, pipes, electricity networks, telecommunications, Cyclone Gabrielle didn't just batter the North Island, it completely humbled our infrastructure. It says something pretty stark that in 2023 Five days since the storm, with all of our mighty technology, four and a half thousand New Zealanders are officially still uncontactable. That's remarkable, don't you think? I've got to say, I um, I understand younger people's bitterness at the whole situation. The cost of mitigation and of preparing our infrastructure so that it's fit for purpose is going to cost hundreds of billions of dollars in New Zealand. Trillions of dollars, maybe. Trillions of dollars. Generations that have had it pretty good for most of their lives won't have to foot the bill. The politicians and the governments that didn't invest in the future, that worried more about electability than long-term challenges, yep, they don't have to foot the bill either. It's younger people. It's younger people. Not only do they have to live with the destruction and disruption of climate change, they also have to pay to adapt. All is not lost, but even if we scramble, even if we go into overdrive, even if we dramatically reduce emissions and dramatically increase our infrastructure investment, it's going to take time, eh? And and there are some bitter realities right around the corner. Managed retreat is going to be an awfully familiar term before you know it. A friend of mine had part of their house flooded in Auckland and they had to, you know, they had to rip out the carpets and cut out walls and try and air out all of their things. They've had dehumidifiers going around the clock. The insurance assessors haven't even come around yet. And look, they know that in the grand scheme of things, compared to some of the communities in Tairawhiti and Hawke's Bay, the damage does not compare. But as well as the most significant destruction, you know, the most dramatic pictures that we see in the Herald or we watch on the news... There are communities and families dealing with all manner of lower-level disruption and damage. Think about this. We're only in mid-February, and there are tens of thousands of kids in New Zealand who've already missed a week of school this year. 
That's crazy. Anyway, my, my friend has been trying to air out their house. And when I was talking about the damage and flooding at their place, they said this. It just feels like we're pinballing from one crisis to the next. And I didn't want to say it to him in the moment. But even once the mess has been cleaned up, that's not going to change. This is life now. There might be a reprieve for a period of time, but ultimately there's no end point to all of this. There's no finish line. The frequency of these events is going to keep increasing and crises and catastrophes and significant disasters are baked into our future. Last month's floods and Cyclone Gabrielle will make for New Zealand's most expensive storms this century. But there's good reason to think they're not going to hold that record for long. And the truth is, as it was illustrated to us so profoundly this week, we are not ready.